So hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Two Friendless Friends, and this is the third episode now. And for this week, we have a surprise guest with us here today. So we have um, Josh and Ramsey from Curse Conversations. Say hi. Oh, hi, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Do you want to introduce your names so the audience gets to know, like, your voices? Oh, so I'm Ramsey. Uh... And, and I'm Josh. Yep. And since we're doing audio, so like, make sure everyone knows it. We only have two thirds of Curse Convo. Yeah, we only have two thirds. Do of you them. do you want us to plug at the end, or do you want to do it now? Ah, uh, doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, might as well plug now then. So we we run a we run a very interesting uh, <laughs> a very a very dodgy podcast called Curse Conversations. We stream live on Twitch on Thursdays every eight p every Thursday at eight p.m. and where our episodes get uploaded to YouTube at Josh Hobbs Talks. That's Josh H O B S Talks. Check us out and chuck us a like or a follow if you like what you see. And we'll link their channel in the description below, so it's easy to find. Can I mention something real quick? Yeah, it's really weird. But Josh, you have a very like radio um, voice. <laughs> Has anyone oh, ever nice. told you this? Nah, yeah, yeah. People, people have said that to me in the past. Oh yeah, Josh has a voice and face suited for podcasts. It's great. And we're also <laughs> doing a um, episode on their Twitch stream, which will be uploaded when exactly? Thursday at eight PM Sydney time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be streamed live. Yeah, um, by the time this comes out, it will probably be already out, so yeah, yeah. go over there and watch the recording. And um, for this episode, the topic, well, you probably have read the title, but we're going to be talking about our upbringing and how that has affected how we our outlook on life. But before we start, Flora, don't you have a question for us? Yes, so um, I'm going to like be starting this. Thing where I just ask random questions. Um, so for everyone here, I want you to answer this question, okay? Um, what is your greatest accomplishment in life? That's a, that's a big question off the bat. That's a big <laughs> question for 19-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 18, so... What have I accomplished? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I what mean, can we say? <laughs> Uh, I don't know where to start. Oh, you've done a lot, Ramsey, haven't you? <laughs> of course. Wait a second, guys. You guys are all so accomplished. What do you mean? What? No, but it's... What? How but do you it's, mean? It's perspective, isn't it? Like, um... No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. For, what? It's, okay, Wait, okay. is Flora talking about a high school? Yeah, I think she is. I'm talking about school. School. I'm just talking oh. about high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a pretty good achievement. Yeah, it's it's a it's all right. So for anyone who's not listening, I'm talking about just the high school that they got into. Yes. Um, for me personally, I would say I have I have two answers. I would say one getting into shoot the first one. Oh, so I can't say both. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh okay. One at a time. <laughs> okay. I'll give a more interesting answer then. I would say my biggest biggest accomplishment in life is um, getting over someone. Oh. Um, getting through last year. 
Okay. Ooh. Yeah, and just making it out of like glass, do you wanna, and, like feeling fine. Do we get to explore this later? This sounds very interesting. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Twenty. Twenty. Surviving twenty twenty is an accomplishment in and of itself. It I is mean, for all of us. That's true. Yeah. 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 It was. Uh, I didn't think it was a year, man. Twenty twenty was a weird year. It was barely a year. <laughs> it really wasn't. It didn't feel like a year. Exactly. I came out of twenty twenty as a nineteen year old. That's scary. Oh, I mean, I came out of it as a twenty year old. <laughs> oh, Wait, yeah. really? Kind of messed. <laughs> Very messed. Oh, you said you had two. What was the other one? Yeah, what was the other one? Oh, the other one was just getting into the degree that I wanted, which is just commerce. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. that's not like a bad achievement. That's a good achievement. It sets you yeah, up it's not for like... like next few years at least. Yeah, yeah. So do you guys have an answer? Okay, who wants to go next? Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Accomplishments. Um, I probably like not failing my uni. Not failing what I've done so far in uni, I think, is an accomplishment for me. Bro, that's such a. I have accomplished that too. I feel so proud of myself. I, I know. Passed this one course, <laughs> right? Like I thought this one course nearly screwed me over. I mean, especially with like online learning and like a shift. Yeah, yeah. Can we get a bit of background information about what you guys are doing in uni and which uni? Oh sure. I mean, okay. Uh, Josh, you want to tell what you have first? All right, sure. So I do. <laughs> I do an arts degree. I do a bachelor of arts and advanced studies at UCID majoring in media and communications and performance and theater studies. Ramsey, do you want to go? My man's accomplished. All right, I um, <laughs> am doing a I'm doing electrical engineering and computer science at UCID as well. But like it, it's a bit harder than I thought it would be. So, uh passing my first year is is, is a really big accomplishment for me, I feel. <laughs> at least. That's that's a um commendable. That's I mean, is it really commendable? <laughs> it definitely is, though. I mean, like, if you're starting out first year, like, purely online, that's... Yeah, it really that's is. rough. Unless, like, you got yeah. lucky and all your exams yeah. were, like, the 24-hour take-home ones, open book. Like, for anyone that got had, like, that for every single exam, I'm jealous. Yeah, I have friends at UNSW. <laughs> yeah, I have friends at UNSW that were just uh, doing their exams, like... Oh, I have. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's 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 not name any names. No, here. no, no, let's no not names. Expose any people. Okay. No names, but they were just they were just chilling, doing their exams in like seven hours, <laughs> and oh, I was yeah. so confused. Um, no, but not everyone had that. I think. No, definitely not. A lot of people got lucky. I one of my computer science courses didn't have that. Like it was like strict three hour limit. Yeah, a lot of people did. And like exams, like even if it wasn't twenty four hour, they still changed it to some degree. I heard some courses changed to pass fail as well, which is uh kind of interesting. Exactly, there's that too. Yeah, none of my courses did that. Oh, it was only first term though. I didn't even have finals in the first term. That's so value. <laughs> what? That's kind of that's kind of mess. I, I I did a weird in media. It was a bit strange. Oh, you do media. I did do media, and then I moved into commerce, and now I'm going to move again to commerce science. Oh, okay. I mean, like, do what you want to do, right? That's, like, more power to you. Everyone's got to find their calling. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, so, Josh, your turn. Biggest accomplishment. Oh, big accomplishment. I don't know. I feel like biggest, 
Actually, so far, I'd say my biggest accomplishment was like not going with what I thought everyone was doing at the end of high school, which is like picking a degree that was either like a science or law. Because I was a, I was always like a humanities kind of person. So, and then like going to pick media, even though it's like an arts degree, it was probably a big accomplishment. Because after doing it for the past year, I found out that it's actually kind of fun and interesting, like on a personal level, which is something that I don't think I would have gotten if I'd just gone along with what everyone else was doing at the time. Yeah, I kind of see that, especially with the school that we came from. Like everyone. Like, I mean, I think like half our grade went into med or law. So like, um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, actually quite a few people, I know, didn't quite a few of people in our grade. I think we can dive into that a bit further when we start our, um, topic. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll answer the question too. So I think my biggest accomplishment was actually having the guts to start this podcast because I think I was just always scared of being judged by other people for doing something like this, especially like family. Like I'm like. (laughs) One of the younger cousins. No one likes a content creator. Like, I'm one of the younger cousins. And, like, my older cousins were all, like, the typical Asian, like, kind of realm. Like, oh, engineering, math, actuarial studies. Like, um, I think it's it's weird to be the one to break out of that kind of, like, circle. And I think, like... I mean, someone has to do it. Someone has to do it. So I did it. Yeah. I mean, like, if that's what you're interested so in, good, then, though. like, go for it, right? It's exactly, not, like, yeah. what I would want to do as, like, my permanent full-time job, but, like, it's something that, like, it's a side project that I want in my life. I feel like at the at the time we're at right now, and, like, also with everything going on around us, this is, like, the great, like, the perfect time to start something yeah. up like this. Podcasting is actually, beca- it's actually exploded since 2020, because everyone's just stuck at home. Like, legitimately, almost everyone on the internet has a podcast at this stage. Yeah, and it's, like, it's one of the platforms with the least, like, kind of startup cost and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You might as well get out there. Also, you don't have to have a pretty face for it, which <laughs> makes it very easy for us. Oh, us? Mm? When did you guys start? Yeah. When did we start? As in, like, me, Ramsey, and Jerry. Yeah. Uh, we started, well, we started up our podcast, like, about... Last month, was it? Like... Yeah, yeah, last month. Like, halfway through last month, when we were sort of like, ah, oh, whatever. We we have, like, very, very interesting yet dodgy conversations <laughs> that might make good content. Therefore, we decided to just record it. We might as well share our content with the internet. <laughs> yeah. If, if there are people out there who share our sense of humor, then at least they might find something to p- help pass the time. And that's pretty much it. But I had a podcast before this. So um, how did you guys actually start yeah. your podcast then? Oh, uh, how did we start <laughs> we it? We just started talking, right? No, we uh, we all hopped in a Discord call like we normally do and just started talking about cursed things and recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty like, much. It, it, the only difference was that we had a recording instead of just the conversation going to nowhere. It was, oh no. I mean, to be fair, the conversations never went nowhere. They always went to various cursed conclusions, but we've never recorded them before. But that's pretty much... It's just basically what we did before, but, like, recorded. So, nothing really changed. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so, time to jump into the topic for today. So, 
I think I really wanted to talk about like uh, how our upbringing in terms of like being in an immigrant household, Ooh. being Asian, like and like having that like very stereotypical kind of like oh education first go to the top school go tutoring and stuff like how has that shaped how you want to move on with your future how we want to move on with our future oh um ramsey do you want to go first and like have you broken out of it like that very asian kind of like stereotypical bubble right i'm doing a pretty like Asian E degree, if you could call it something like that. You know, engineering and computer science, yeah. right? Like I don't know if I can uh say I've broken out of that, but um the way I was raised, like I've heard like people talk about them going to tutoring, like I don't know, like four days a week or something. And oh. <laughs> like you've experienced that? Um, Not four I've... days a week, but yeah, to some degree I've experienced that. Yeah, close to that. Um, but I think I got out pretty lucky because I didn't uh, really go to tutoring that like during high school. But um, I was in the same environment as you guys in terms of school, right? And I don't know. I feel like that's affected me. Yeah. Because I chose a degree. Um, do you guys think that your culture has impacted, um, or has like a really big impact on oh, who you are today? <laughs> Okay, okay. I mean, like, definitely. It has to have, like, it's the way we were raised, like, in, like, the last 18 years of my life, like, I've been raised to be, like, um, kind of the typical Asian pathway, like, oh, let's go apply for med, go do, like, something, like, that pays more, like, don't go into, like, arts, and, like, kind of, it's, like, I think my parents, like, towards, like, the end of, um, high school they started being like oh do what you want to do like we're just going to recommend this for your benefit but like if you're not genuinely happy doing what we have set up for you it's not worth it in the end and I think that was when I started wanting to break out of that bubble well like uh, um, I do commerce and computer science so I don't think (laughs) I've broken out of that bubble and I also applied for med applied for dentistry so um technically but you enjoy what you're doing now. yeah like to some extent it's definitely not like my favorite favorite thing i think it was like a compromise between something i'm interested in and but, um but like something that i want like enjoy like and the actual like factor of like being able to be financially stable later on in life do you, do you know what you'd do if you weren't, like, forced into a degree? Not forced, but, like, if you didn't choose this degree based on other people? I would have applied to a cooking school. Oh, okay. Do you know which cooking school? Ah, uh, see, I never explored that route. Ah, I see. Ah, Fair yes. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's cool that you know what you want, uh, like, out of your life. Like even if even if you chose something different, it's cool that you know you know what you want, because for for me, I just like chose my degree based on like oh it's what you should do right, and I'm not really sure what if, if it's what I want to do, but I don't know what I want to do. It's kind of I'm at that point in life. Well, you definitely have time to change though. Like you'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm like. Do I'm you glad like I'm, what you're doing though? Yeah, I'm glad I'm thinking about it. 
Uh, it's like interesting. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know if it's one of what I want to stick with for like the rest of my life. You know? Yeah. Um, I had a question for everyone. Okay. Okay. Um. So. I think it's fair to say that you three. Okay, for context, everyone else, um, everyone but me went to the same school. Okay, and their school was quite like um, they viewed a- academics as like a a very it's it's, it's, it's valuable. High, yeah, it's high achieving. That's the way you can put it. Okay. Okay. Thanks for that. Um, so, do you now think that you guys have this like? Um, this way of like looking at academics where like it's it's what um like defines you or like do you find like academics mm. as something that is um like very very valuable then see this is an interesting question because ramsey uh ramsey has been at this school since year seven and kelly joined later and i joined later still so this will this will provide a bit of an interesting contrast in terms of like opinions because I joined only in like the last two years of high school. So the way I see it, I sort of fell into this culture where everyone was sort of, I don't, I don't know, do I want to say obsessed? Kind of. Everyone was sort of just very, very oriented on how they performed academically. And it was interesting to see because it's not a culture that I was used to before I came to this school. So... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd feel like obsessed is a pretty good word to use for it. <laughs> I think it wasn't... Uh, I wouldn't... Obsessed? I don't know. Like, I feel like it It was also, like, pressure from parents for a lot of Yeah, kids. yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I think the parents were a bit more obsessed. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Every, everyone's lives were, like, dominated by studying, basically. For, at least from what I could see. In contrast, my school was, like, not too... Um, it it was like a mix. You'd have people that would really, really care, but it's not definitely not majority. Yeah, yeah. Majority of the people would be like kind of caring, like a seven out of ten. Right. Yeah. We'd be like nine out of ten, ten out. Of 10. Eleven out right. of ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even those that didn't go tutoring, like, still, it wasn't even just about tutoring. It was like everyone cared. Yeah. I mean. Okay, we'll see it. Like, how did that like happen? Like, how did you feel like in the final year of high school? Did that culture affect you? Like, were you in that culture, or like, did you like dodge it because you just came in? Okay, because the thing is, when I first came in, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because I still I was observing it, but still sort of from the outside, even though I was like a part of you guys, right? But then in the later years, so for context, um, there is a there's a subject that we have to do in like a nationwide exam that is compulsory, which is advanced English. And basically for the final year of high school or so, I was like part of a group of people who was trying to like peer tutor um, everyone in the grade to try and make sure that all of our marks got higher and therefore we all got, you know, scaled upwards. So it was sort of like, I sort of feel like to at least towards the later part, I became a part of that in a way. So like, for that, for that period of time, academics was, like, pretty central to my life as well because I wasn't just worrying about, like, myself per se, but I also had to, like, worry about, like, close friends and, to an extent, people who came to me for help. I think one thing I'm glad about was, like, it wasn't a toxic 
competitive culture. Yeah, it was in the end. I feel I feel like it was pretty, well, not wholesome, but like it was, it wasn't bad, right? Like it, everyone helped each other. It wasn't like oh, I'm not gonna help you because I don't want I don't want you to beat me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think there was anything like that. That's really good. That would have been very counterproductive. Yeah, that was yeah. definitely our school. Oh really? Well, because we had such a range of people, where like people cared, people didn't really care too much, and so there would be like a lot of leeching off people, asking like, "Oh, just help me with this." There would definitely people be people who just didn't want to help um, their like peers at all, because it would be. Um, That's kind of surprising. But I think it's it's because like you're school has been so like um fixated on making sure that you're all achieving the best marks whereas like everyone in my school had just different expectations and different uh, yeah yeah i forgot the word sorry yeah no that makes sense because like (laughs) if you look if you look at the if you look at the people who graduated from our high school like the majority of them have pretty similar like post high school goals which is get into med or get into law or something in between the two some something like that right and there's not really like when you get to that sort of like how do i say saturation i guess there's not really a lot of like there's not really a lot of room for people to like go and pursue different things because when you when you're focused on those two things which are like really really high cutoffs in terms of like who academically is able to is like able to enter that like sort of university degree type thing right like it was sort of forced into like acting based off of that if that makes sense so like sort of the dream dictates the action and the approach I think even, like, I noticed that after high school, like, when I saw what people were doing in uni, I think other than the people that actually went into med and law, there was actually quite a big spread. Like, I actually, I was kind of surprised by, like, the spread of different degrees that people went into. Oddly surprised. Especially, like, I think I had the mindset that, like, most people would go into, like, typical Asian degrees. And um, that kind of defined like how everyone worked but I feel like a lot of people worked so hard got really high marks but they didn't necessarily need those marks to get into the degrees that they wanted to get into people also do it just so they can say that they've done it you know like oh um I could have done med I just chose not to I feel like a lot of the approach that people took sort of and I could see why their parents would like get them to do this is sort of like you know shoot for med shoot for law and even if you miss you'll get like you know a ton of options beneath that so it it, like that makes sense that you get a bunch of like really high achievers who really don't need that high marks though yeah I know a lot of people that yeah I know a lot of people that applied for the there's a second exam you can take that you're meant to take if you're trying to go for UCAT yeah UCAT and I know a lot of people that took the UCAT, but they weren't planning on doing med at all. Like that's true. They just took it because they had the option, right? Wing wing, hello, yeah. that's me. Yeah, that's you. Right? No, but you wanted to. No, like I think at some phase it was like um, at the beginning when like um, the actual deadline for applying to do the test. I didn't want to do med at that point, and like my parents were like, "Just do it in case." Uh. I think so. There was that mentality that like a lot of people did it just in case. Wait, didn't UNSW law have an exam like that as well? What was yeah, it they called? did. Yeah, like LAT, the LAT. Oh yeah, LAT. 
yeah, I know, I know people that did it that didn't end up doing law at UNSW. So like, it's kind of that thing. It's like safety net. Yeah. Sorry, wait. It's funny to call med and law safety net. <laughs> I was about to bring that up. I was like, huh? I, 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 I med think... and law is a safety net. What <laughs> yeah, kind of world like, are you guys living in? I mean, yeah, but that's how it is, right? It's not exactly. It's not exactly a safety net. It's like if you if you're at that point and you eventually consider med and law as like options, like at all options at all, but you didn't do the test earlier and now you just can't apply, then you might as well have done the test, right? You might as well just have uh, had that. Okay, as yeah, an that option. makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's like exactly a safety net. It's safety like, net makes it sound like something you go to as like a oh, default option. And I don't know if med and law are very default. I didn't get into yeah. commerce, so I'll just do med instead. <laughs> like I don't, I don't feel like that's it. <laughs> I think no. I knew people that had law as backup for med. Oh really? Uh, well, I, I don't know anyone like well, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I know but... a couple that actually did that. Like oh, they really? wanted med, but they did LAT just in case and did law. See, this is the thing that strikes me as a bit strange, though, because when I when I think about law and med, I don't really see a lot of overlap between the two in terms of like if you are a med interested person, like what is there in law that's going to like keep your interest over the course of the six years? I feel like status. It's... Yeah, status, 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 money. status. I mean, both jobs lead to Fair lots enough. of money, right? And that's the Asian dream. <laughs> I wanted to explain my views on like um, yeah. smart people, I guess. Oh, and by people. smart, I mean okay. I just no, yeah, sure. I love how you say that as if you don't count yourself as part of that group. <laughs> You're probably smarter than me. <laughs> Everyone's smart. We're all allowed to be smart people. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's why I um, said academically smart because. Um, okay, so I was once a... Okay, I, I need, I need like, big background context for this. Yeah, go so for it. So my parents didn't really push anything on me. Um, they didn't really, like, even... They didn't know what subjects I did for HSC. They didn't know when exams were. They don't know my degree right now. They don't know my ATAR, okay? They're, they're not very involved in any of this. So this was always a thing, like, ever since... Um, like beginning of high school so because of that I had to like self um motivate me so like I was like okay I'm gonna ask to go tutoring I'm gonna do the extra work like I always was you know what I sound like no 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 no, no. (laughs) um go for it yeah so yeah like because of that I found myself like valuing getting high marks as something like I I placed it at, at a very high priority and I like needed it um, to like fuel my self worth, basically. And it wasn't healthy at all, definitely. And it got to a point where I didn't. It was like the end. So it was ATA, right? And I didn't get the ATA that I wanted. And I and because of where I placed academics, I fell into like a really big um, moment, I guess, uh, like phase. Yeah. where everything just felt like it uh, was like tumbling on me um and I was like wow I am so dumb I like I just want to be smart and every time like I met like a smart person um and every time I say smart I just mean academically smart because I yeah, know yeah. that you can be smart outside of academics but um so every time like I met someone that was like really really smart I would like I kind of like in a way idolize them I was like wow you were like everything that I want to be. Um, 
But then after some time and after I got like close to someone who was up on that like level, I realized like um, that emotionally like EQ, they didn't exactly have it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. you know what? <laughs> Did you hear that, Ramsey? Like, that's, that's, that's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that. No, I can no, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can I, see I, that. I agree. I agree. I it's agree. just a bit, a bit of a harsh way to put it. I mean, it's actually true for like some people from our school. It's a, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I was just mean. Oh, no, yeah, it's exact. <laughs> it's actually valid, though. It did, yeah, it sounds. That's the point. Yeah. Um, it is valid. It's valid. It is, it's so valid. Though. No, but yeah, like and, after um, that, I was like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Like academics at the end of the day, like you just have to be able to like be a good person, like do good things for people do good things for yourself and that's what matters at the end of the day it really doesn't matter about academics mm. um and okay going back to the eq thing i like yeah it is harsh to say okay so maybe i'm not maybe i don't even have like the power to say anything about no no go okay for I, it. I shouldn't just say that they have no eq that's not that's not true it's just um some okay, of them i guess don't. like a better way of putting it is that we just weren't on the same level and we just saw things differently. So, like, when I needed, like, emotional support, they weren't really there for me. That's kind of what I meant, I guess. That makes sense, yeah. I can see where um, you're coming from. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't want to say for sure if this is what it is, but I feel like nowadays when people, like, just talk in general, especially when they talk in public or with people they've never talked to before, there's, there's this sort of tendency to sort of second-guess a lot of the stuff that you say and like just then when you said the the sort of uh these people like well i'm not going to put words in your mouth but people who are academically smart sometimes don't have like you know very high eq right and to be honest that statement isn't even that wrong because there are quite a number i would say a large minority of people who are academically smart but don't show like you know very high eq and that statement is like fine, right? But I don't know. It's just I feel like it's sort of uh, a shame, I guess. I mean, like that we, there's we, this sort of like apprehension funny, to say that. Yeah, it was funny at the like when you said it, but like it's not wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it was funny because it was correct. Yeah. <laughs> funny because it's true, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, thank you. <laughs> do you feel validated now? <laughs> That's what we're here for. I do feel validated. <laughs> We, yeah. we are validating each other. Yeah, there we go. All, all for emotional support. <laughs> See, high EQ. Okay, I think with this year, um, I think HSC results came out and a lot of humanities subjects did a lot better. And I think, like, I think this year, like, no, not this year. It was last year. 2020 was last year. That's weird to say. But, like, with 2020, like, I think everything was kind of spun around and, like, people have realized that being smart isn't everything like yeah and yeah, like they did. going the traditional route the traditional route is like being broken like all like it's being shattered right now like i think before we saw like a lot more people who were like aiming towards oh. like uh, doing um med law but now it's so much more diverse at least from my point of view it's not a numbers game yeah it's not all stem and that's like good 
the thing so like basically from before when we were in year like the end of high school when we were in year 12 the thing that always struck me as like it the thing that made me uncomfortable about the whole thing was everyone seemed to be funneled like by the education system or by like what has been happening beforehand for years to into thinking that to succeed after high school you have to do like a very set like a very set um group of subjects to succeed and then afterwards you had a very limited set of options which were like viable in quotation marks right but then like it just seems so like such a waste I feel like people just cut themselves off from like creative avenues to like go do what everyone else was doing. I was going to say that I really thought that um, ATA really defined your future. Because to me, I think it was because like I didn't know that you really could just easily transfer like that. Um, I thought it was like, I thought like, oh, this number that I get is going to tell me what I'm going to do as a career. And that's like definitely not true. And uni is so different. this is yeah no sorry yeah just finish that sentence I'll, I'll, I'll continue afterwards yeah um uni is just really different to high school so like um I found that high school environment for me and like the way that it worked didn't really um like the marks that I got didn't really reflect the way the the knowledge that I had whereas like uni it does so like I'm actually getting better marks now um and I don't know, it's just, it's just, like, more for me, like, this environment. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense, because I feel like with the, with the perception that, you know, HSC and the ATAR is, like, the end-all, be-all, I feel like that's something that, like, a lot of parents fall into, and therefore their kids fall into, but it's also something that, like, especially coaching colleges actively promote, because, like, that's the best way for them to make money and, like, get students, so that sort of makes sense. it's a predatory business model. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think especially with the coaching thing, um, you know how every year, like, every coaching place, like, kind of releases their honor roll? Oh, yeah, like, like, oh, we have... Their list of high achievers, like, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like, to flex, oh, yeah, I had all these kids that, like, did so well, you should come to, like, this tutoring place to... Get in my basement, look at how many kids <laughs> I had succeeded. <laughs> we had. But, like, yeah. I, th- I think it's, like, weird, like, um... When you see the ATAR results next to the names and, like, the schools that people went to, like, the ones that were posted up were always, like, at the top were, like, James Roos always gets, like, 99s and everything. And, like, um, I think the moment that I found out that I didn't get 99, like, I was kind of like, okay, I don't want this posted up. Like, all my tutors that asked me, like, my marks, I gave it to them, but I told them that I don't want to post it up on their honour roll. I was, like, I was slightly scared of judgment, like, not from my parents, like, I, I, I was okay with my mark, but, like, oh, okay. I was scared of judgment from, like, other Asian parents, like, it's like, oh, your daughter went to James Roos <laughs> and didn't get 99? Like, um... <laughs> yeah. yeah, nah, that's like, definitely, then, like, like, a problem. <laughs> is this a normal thing for oh, people to think? That's so funny. I mean, it's normal for... I, I don't think it's normal, but, like, it's something that did happen, yeah. Yeah. For for someone who didn't go to James Roos, I see it as, like, 98, 99, 97, kind of all are similar to me. They well, basically back are. back then, anyway. Yeah, no, because I feel like... I feel like the problem is when we... Yeah, exactly. When people are at risk for a long time, and to an extent, that included me, like, the there's a temptation to sort of 
warp your perception so that anything below 99 suddenly becomes like not a good mark whereas like anything above like 90 is probably like i don't think you'll hear many disagreements that it's an objectively good mark like that's the sort of like thing uh in the end okay uh, for context in high school i was like i was low achieving in the highest achieving school so like i wasn't I wouldn't say I was doing badly. It's a bit but, harsh on like, yourself. Compared but yeah. to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, no, compared to everyone else that was around me, I was doing pretty poorly, right? But, and in the end, I got above 90. And, like, talking to other people in uni who came from different backgrounds uh, and not, weren't in the same, like, competitive culture, they, like, look at my mark and think, wow, this guy, this guy's so smart. How do you get above 90? And that's, like, really interesting to me how the different, um, different perspectives on that and i feel like this year for the first time on honor rolls i saw james Rose kids with marks like 93 and 95 and i was like bro i'm proud of you like you did good like i think after uni my outlook has changed on atars like honestly anything above 80 i'd say like you're doing fine i mean like if you're getting into uni and getting into the degree you want to get into do it like you're doing, hey, you're fine. doing fine. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like you. It's just like I feel again. I feel like you you lose quite a lot of emphasis, especially in those top high schools. That the objective of the HSC, the objective of actually doing like doing the test in the first place, is not to get into a certain degree, but to get into the degree that you've decided you want. And that's just like I don't know. I feel like that's lost on a lot of people, especially near the top of the high school ranks. Yeah, I kind of came to that realization. I always think it's really um, important for people to like have like a diverse group of friends or people they hang out with, because then you really do get like um, caught up in everyone else's mentality if you're with just the same people. Because I reckon like um, a lot of like you said before, a lot of people who went to Roos would consider anything below ninety nine to be not good enough. Whereas, like, that's just not true at all. Because 98 is, um, you're literally in, like, the top 2%, and that's really good. Um, okay, so with that perception, I feel like there's a, there's a bit of, I feel like there's a bit of a caveat to that. I would say, instead of saying that, like, 99 is not good enough, I would say that the majority of people at Roos, they would think that 99 is not good enough for them. Like, if they would only apply that thinking... As re- in regards to their own mark and their own performance. I don't think they would look at anyone else's mark and if it's below 99 and go like, that's not good enough. I would, I would think that if they got less than 99 themselves, then they would think it's not good enough. You know what I mean? I feel like people, yeah, I feel like the people that had that mentality knew they could perform better. Like they, they knew that they could get full marks on this one test. Or it's sort of like they expect more of themselves. Yeah, like they... It's not been- judging other people as much as like, you know, just being harsh on yourself kind of yeah it wasn't like a toxic yeah <laughs> it's like that meme that meme is you know like it's like um your friend gets like uh it's like your friend goes like oh i failed and it's like oh uh, and then you, the other friend goes like oh i did really well and then they show each other the marks the one that said they failed got like 90s and the one that said i did really well got like in the 60s and it was like what the heck but like i think that describes the relationship between like our school and like a lot of other schools yeah really well I mean, like, it's also the mentality that um, if you're passing, then you're doing well enough, right? And I feel like like going into uni, like, 100%, 
I think I turned into that. <laughs> like, oh, I'm getting like 60s. Like, oh, well, that's good enough. I'm passing yeah, my degree. Exactly. Because you don't need 90s. You don't need 90% in like everything to get a degree. You just need to do good enough. You just need to be competent. But I still talk to people that uh, consider uni marks as well. Like, oh, I got like 90 in this course, but I could have gotten like 92. And it's, it's, I can see where I came from and like how that's changed the perspective. And it's, uh, it's really like nice to see that I've like stepped out of that. No, it's sort of toxic. Yeah. Toxic culture. Again, in fairness, in fairness to the people that we were, like, you know, going to high school with, I don't think it's, uh... Again, it's not It's not a sort of, like, oh, you got below 90? Oh, get away from me, you peasant kind of situation, <laughs> right? It's, it's more like, you know... It's more them, like, again, ju- putting, putting like, high expectations on themselves, not judging other people. I feel like... I, I feel like it would be... It, I needed to emphasize that, just in case people got the wrong idea. Yeah, it wasn't like a toxic culture, but it was definitely like you're being harsh on yourself. And I, I think it's it's like not unwarranted because people definitely knew they could do better if like they had a bad mark. I mean, wouldn't you say that's kind of toxic though? Because like it's it's toxic for yourself. It is toxic. No, yeah, it's toxic, but it's like oh, that that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's toxic to yourself. I guess that's true, but it's I think it's just a shift of perspectives, right? It's just like. You're putting more emphasis on certain parts of your like certain parts of your life, and like for people uh, in our in where we were, that's just academics, right? And for you as well, I I think yeah, like from what you said, it's academics. You're putting a high emphasis on academics above everything else, and that's just how that's gonna be. I don't think that's really okay. Fine, it might be a bit toxic, but I don't think it's like bad. You can't say that's a bit toxic, but it's not bad. I don't think it's, like, naturally I bad. think, like, depends how extreme you were with it. Yeah, it's not, it's not extremely, it's not, like, 100% terrible. <laughs> like, I think, no, there were certain people, like, that I knew that I, I just really was, like, it's very toxic for them. Like, their mental health was, like, deteriorating because of that mentality, that kind of, like, competitive, like, need to achieve, like, 90s and stuff. Like, um... It was very, like, harsh on them, and they actually felt like they were going backwards in life. But it's just very nice to see everyone... Yeah. So many people put their self-worth entirely on a mark, and that... On, on a mark or a rank. That, and that was, that was just... So that's just not good to see. I guess... I guess I never, like, talk to people like that, so I don't know the struggles of that like, kind I of I noticed stuff. that, like, a lot of people started breaking down during HSC time, like, going, like... I don't know if I can get into the degree I want to get into. And I was like, they're like, uh, I'll deal with it when it, when it, when ATAR comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you really can do in the end. Yeah, because you can't change your result once you did the test. Yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. Did your parents push this kind of, um, you have no. to get a certain mark to be good enough? Did they kind of push this onto you? Okay, this is interesting because they like okay. So my my parents they didn't they didn't go like oh you need to get a certain mark, but they did have a perception where you had to do a certain set of subjects, right? So the Asian five. 
No, not even Asian five, because like by the time I finished year ten, sciences was a lost cause for me. Like <laughs> when I when I left my previous high school to transfer to um you know my new one, my my rank in science was the same number as the number of kids in the grade. So that that was not happening. So what what basically happened for me was they were like, oh, you 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 can do you can do you can get whatever mark you want, provided that you know what you want to what you're going for, and then like adjust your performance accordingly, right? But then they were also like, you must do maths up to a certain point, right? And in, our, in, in like you know in their case, they were like, oh, you you got to do at least three in the maths, even though like it was kind of like. Eh, it, like it's i'm not a i'm not a stem kind of guy and the reason for that was partially because of the school that i was in right because you know the high school that we went to what i had pe- a lot of people who were really good at stem subjects like really good at sciences really good at maths so they thought they felt that i was missing out if i didn't do like at least one of those subjects which is just not how it works though because even if your grade is good if you do bad then like you're you're not gonna do anything so yeah it's just yeah that was the extent to which they were trying to influence me though so that's not that bad what about the rest of you i'd say like i think my pressure was (laughs) self-inflicted self-inflicted like (laughs) sound like it's torture (laughs) (laughs) um okay like just to like kind of give background like my brother was a very high achiever he got 99.9 for his ATAR, which is like the second highest possible ATAR for those that don't know the ATAR system. The highest possible ATAR is 99.95. So my brother was a 99.9, went to a selective school, went into uni, got a scholarship, and then like graduated, university medalist. Like, I think... <laughs> I think like, like that was... Like, you don't care about his achievements, but you're you're like handing them out. <laughs> You're just listing like, them. You can like, hear it in your I, voice. Like, he's the guy that got into med but rejected med. But that's respect, though. I see, I see. Like, yeah, um, exactly. It's like just, it's like growing up with that kind of sibling and not having any other view. It kind of pushed me towards this line of do the Asian five, do these subjects, copy your brother. Like, um, there was that kind of mentality, <laughs> especially because my parents weren't as familiar with, like, the whole system. And... It was all like, oh, just follow your brother's lead. Like, that's all we know. We don't really know anything outside of that. And, like, therefore, I didn't know anything. Can you also explain what the Asian 5 is? The Asian 5, typically people say it's, like, do four-unit maths, two-unit English, phys, chem, and usually economics. Like, But most people will, like, drop it at the end of year 11 and, like, only do the four-unit math, two-unit English, phys, chem for HSC and that's like I think that's like kind of like deemed as the Asian 5 or Asian 4 depending like how many of those you did but um I kind of stuck to that mentality I was like oh there's no other subject I can do like I don't think I can achieve well in anything like I didn't even try to like experiment outside of that realm that's kind of interesting um because I uh I didn't really I wasn't really pushed to do any specific subjects because my parents didn't really care about my um like my academics because uh I'm like the youngest of like 3 right and uh, after I think my other two siblings they just like started chilling <laughs> on what I was going to do um so I had to like self motivate and like choose my own subjects and like be responsible for my own mark 
Um, which I feel like... So, in the end, I did, like, all three sciences and the minimum amount of maths and English. <laughs> because, yeah. But, like, uh, in the end, I wasn't pushed to do anything like that. Um, and I feel like I was pretty lucky in that regard. Hey. Wait, do you mind if I jump in with a question? Yeah. Do you guys genuinely enjoy some of the subjects you did for at the end of yes, high school? Yes, yes. Definitely. I had a very big passion for business studies and maths. I loved economics, but I dropped it. <laughs> I feel like any subject yeah. could be interesting if you have a good teacher. Yeah, no, definitely. I, yeah, liked, yeah. I really liked chemistry too, but like physics was not my thing. I'm, I really enjoy studying and learning though. Um, so I found everything really interesting, except for, uh, like, bio was a bit, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I really, really liked business studies. I loved maths a lot, um, and, like, I just, like, I enjoyed what I was doing a lot. I never really found it, like, like, there would be times, of course, where I'd be like, uh, this is, like, I hate this, but most times I actually really enjoyed it. It's very healthy. It's very healthy. It's pretty, that's pretty good. It's it's so I feel like I don't know I probably should ask that question more when we when I talk about like high school with people but I feel like a lot of people don't seem to I don't know I hesitate to say this but I don't know if a lot of people would say that about the stuff that they did whether they like you know genuinely enjoyed even the majority of what they were I doing. don't think so either um, because I'm doing commerce now and I feel like most people don't have like a passion for commerce. You know, like, it's just, like, the safe... <laughs> you just do it because that's where the money that, is. It's, like, the safe degree. It is. For, like, literally most, like a cop-out like, degree, most people. Like I don't know anyone who's really, like, oh, my gosh, I love commerce. This is what I want to... That, that is me, though. But, um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you don't know a lot of people like that, right? I don't. Most people are just, like, going with the safe route. And most people do commerce yeah. as a I, double degree. Like, with something else. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. What about you guys? I enjoyed my subjects, mostly because I had good teachers for them, like like I was saying. Um, for the subjects I really enjoyed, I had really good teachers. For the subjects I weren't so keen on, I had, like, okay teachers, or I just completely wasn't interested in the subject, like uh, advanced English, which was the kind of <laughs> I feel like a lot of people became bad, became, like, you know, disinterested in yeah. advanced English, English purely because it was compulsory. Uh, I had a... I had a really good teacher for advanced English, but I just wasn't interested I feel in like it. I would have hated English more if I didn't have my teacher, though. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. The thing, I feel like I got pretty lucky in year 12 and 11 because, like, all of my teachers were good. And even some of the teachers that didn't teach me, per se, but, like, were around, were also good and, like, fun to, like, you know, learn from. So that was pretty, pretty, pretty optimal. Um... I did I did subjects that were like widely known for not being for not having the greatest scaling. So and like the two that stand out in particular are like drama and ancient history. And like with both of them, like my I had a blast in those in those like subjects cuz like the classes were small but like you know like we all we all got along. We all like collaborated. It was like some of my fondest memories from high school came from hanging out with the people that were in those classes and hanging out with our teachers because both of those but the teachers for both of those subjects were like really really cool people even outside of their yeah like teachers teaching. definitely make so, a big difference in yeah. your learning journey 
And I think um, at this point we should be wrapping up this episode. Uh-huh. So, and oh yeah, okay. So, does anyone have any final comment? Uh, plug it once really, more. Yeah. Oh god! Plug oh yeah, we we're plugging. More, I forgot. Yes. I forgot we were gonna plug. <laughs> Check out Curse Conversations. Plug at the beginning and the end. <laughs> You can plug no, no, it as really many it. times as you want. We'll let you do that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Tell us a bit more about your podcast. Like, what kind of... of um, do you have, like, a particular thing, like, discussion topic that you go towards, or is it, is no. it anything? Okay, so for our podcast, it's basically any idea that we think is stupid but would be fun to explore if you brought it to its extreme, right? And it's like... These are topics that sometimes they're, they might, if you read them on the surface, they might be a bit touchy, but I feel like these are topics that are good to talk about. So basically the whole point of the podcast is to like, it's basically just to make opinions and thoughts and discussions like fun, right? Which is not something you see a lot on the internet nowadays for various reasons. But yeah, that's what we were trying to, yeah, cancel culture. That's what we were trying to do. Right. And your first episode was about... Ah, yes. Pixar? (laughs) So basically our first episode was, can dick pics be art? And uh, yeah, it's it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a debate that we actually have on the show where we try to, you know, we, we come to terms with, you know, what is a dick pic? What is art? Can those two like overlap? And, you know, again, it's nothing that's going to, it's not going to cure cancer, but it's like, it's just, you know, a fun and stupid way to, you know, spend a bit of time. Like it kind of devolved, but I feel like it's what we had was fine. <laughs> it was the journey, you know, not the conclusion. Yeah. yeah. It was the journey. It was the journey. That's so fun, though. Um, definitely gonna check you guys out um, when you post new new videos, and we'll have their channel linked below. Are you guys just on YouTube? No, no, because we're on Twitch TV as well. Um, oh, okay, our okay. Twitch streams happen like they're always on Thursdays at eight PM, but there are certain Thursdays where we might have like a technical difficulty or whatever, and the stream won't be there. But just check us out on Twitch if you're on there as well. So yeah. Okay, yeah. And we're also going to be um doing an episode on there. On there. Yeah. Come on as well. I'm um, so excited. I don't even know what the <laughs> topic is. Surprised. <laughs> the t- are we are we even decided on the topic? We decided like, Wait, Ramsey. Do <laughs> we, we just do- like five minutes before? Yeah. yeah oh, do we just go do you with- a look at the dog? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um everyone Please like, subscribe, leave a comment with any feedback or any topics you want to see. Make sure you check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Rate and review like on Apple Podcasts as well. And make sure you subscribe because I'm looking at analytics and most of the people listening aren't subscribed. That's kind of... Yeah, kinda how rude. rude. Thanks, everyone.